You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hey, all Jaders. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, I, I'm very curious how today's episode is going to go. Coming out of a weekend where Arsenal pulled off a miracle come from behind win to mm-hmm. remain top of the table and Liverpool throttle Manchester United 7-0. And we're yep. probably going to talk for an hour and a half about uh, wild cards. So, game week 29. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, game week 29. <laughs> um, but man, what a weekend for so yeah. many reasons. Yeah, uh, I, I feel like we've been getting a lot of footballing treats. Interest, whether whether it's a good match or a bad match, there are lots of intriguing matches, some insane results this yeah. weekend. And on top of that, the FPL community is kind of losing its collective mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people have left the points behind. Some of yep. us are getting the points. I thought my week was, uh, you know, dead buried six feet underground <laughs> until Mo Salah decided he just kept adding <laughs> points it was like it was like because it's funny because I had Gakpo and I was like Woo, brace from Gakpo this is amazing it was like top 10 like here I top 10k here I come yeah. and then I was like wait Salah gulp another one you know like <laughs> and then that assist at the end I was like please please say that Jota touched that before yeah. uh before Firmino scored oh god yeah and and Firmino they showed an offside uh shot of Firmino uh with his, his foot I was like you could tell VAR was just like just <laughs> love it they, they were yeah uh, I don't know what was going on there yeah but well, someone um, took a shirt <laughs> off you know and I feel like once the shirt comes off that's I guess that, that was before actually that was that was on goal number six I believe <laughs> But yeah, yeah you, you can't put you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. But yeah, Mo Salah yeah. was the epitome of the um, the Vince McMahon meme where it's just like escalating Vince McMahon until like yes. lasers are shooting out yeah, of his eyes. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> the whole team. I mean, you know, there was a well, I, I, yeah, it's, it's crazy that we're leading with this because I thought that, that Arsenal game was so was so incredible. That would have to be the lead here. But yeah, let, let's talk about Liverpool Man United first. And uh, Forlex uh, on Twitter, who does a lot of um, uh, team preview stuff that I really like, he said, uh, how do you guys think we should make a sense of a result like that? Feels like you can craft a narrative any way you want. Is it better to almost ignore it and continue with whatever plan you had in place already or take it as an important info and react? I mean, so how do we... I guess my feeling initially was that I, I it was more Liverpool focused than Man United. I feel like every now and then, a, even a very good team just gets absolutely smoked, and that doesn't really necessarily mean anything, right? The next yeah. week they could turn around and, and just you know be back to normal. Right before we started recording, I actually uh, just watched a Tifo IRL YouTube clip. Highly recommend uh, from from the Athletic and John McKenzie on there gave like a ten minute breakdown of. What happened in this match? Why was it 7-0? 
And yeah. the interesting con- con- uh, comparison he drew was uh, Ten Hag and Manchester United playing man for man across the pitch, much in mm-hmm. the same way that Bielsa would set up his Leeds team. And you know, yeah. Leeds, it was like feast or famine. If like if it didn't go according to plan, it would be a bloodbath, and right. Leeds would leak four or five goals. And uh, the man-for-man system that Ten Hag rolled out against Liverpool, it was it's wholly reliant on the midfielders and the forward players pressing to win their one-on-one battles. Casemiro yeah. did not have a good game. Veghorst playing in the like hybrid 8-10 role yeah. did not work. He wasn't winning any balls. And from there, Liverpool is just like constantly transitioning into attack with numbers. Yep. And yep. Um, it, so it, it just seemed, in my takeaway from that breakdown is it's probably just a, f- a factor of the matchup between Manchester United and Liverpool at this moment. What mm-hmm. I, the, the bigger question, I think, is what emotionally is Liverpool going to take from this? Because they've had the players, and I think particularly with Nunez and uh, Gakpo, how quickly can they bed in and feel like they have become part of a team and develop this chemistry? And a result like this, I think, accelerates yeah. where Klopp wants his players to be emotionally and co- with confidence, which feels yeah. like they've, they've not, they, they haven't had. And just the, the quality of finishing in every one of those goals was pretty remarkable. So um, I, I think it's good news for Liverpool, not horrible news for Manchester United. It's just like a moment for Ten Hag to see like, okay, here were some failures in, in the way we, yeah. we set up. And how did, how did you view it? What was going through your mind? Well, I, I mean, I guess like fantasy-wise, it was a, an unusual match. I, I think you could – there were a couple moments early on where uh, Man, I mean, Liverpool came out, you know, super hot the first 20 minutes or so. And then Man United sort of started to assert themselves a little bit, catch – you know, Trent almost gets caught out on that Bruno diving header, right, that, that misses by it by a foot. Yeah, and, right, right. And, you know, and so maybe if Liverpool – or if Man United uh, score, Liverpool concede early on, maybe that's a different kind of match. I mean, these matches – you see 7-0 and you think it could only ever be that way, right? But the whole mm-hmm. match changes sometimes when, when a goal uh, is scored early. And it was like they kind of weathered the, the little comeback. I, I don't I, – I, I, you know, it felt like maybe it was just a little bit of a come down for Man United after the, um, the League Cup final last week too. I always think after you have a big – celebration like that it's hard to maybe reset a little bit maybe they had a full week they almost would have been better off i feel like if they'd played a match at midweek and just kind of you know like liverpool had liverpool was just much they just felt much fresher in that match um and they're they're coming so fast and furious right now that maybe in a case like that having i don't know having just played a little more recently was actually a you know a little bit of an edge so i think my feeling right now is i don't have mo salah they play bournemouth next week and I have been on the fence. You know, you and I will talk more about this in a second. You and I, both of us, didn't wild card. Have come out, I think, for the better for not having wild carded. I think in, in both of our cases, you with you with Salah, me with Gakpo, um, and um, or well, yeah, and me, well, yeah, Gakpo and Trent, um, mm-hmm. both of whom probably would have been dropped had I uh, had I wild carded. And uh, yeah, and now the question is, uh, do I have enough Liverpool players for <laughs> for this Bournemouth match? And and do I wild card now? You know, I didn't do it in 26. 20, the game in 26 wild card became, uh, it felt, it came like it kind of exploded in popularity, like in just a, a couple of short days. Yes. And yes. my rule of thumb when it comes to wild cards is, uh, 
I don't like to do it without a lot of time to plan, you know, because I, I don't like to rush a wild card. Uh, I have done it in the past, like a, I've done some rage wild cards or some more likely like some injury induced wild cards, right? Three players get injured and you're like, okay, well, I didn't really want a wild card, but now I'm going to have to pull the trigger early. Uh, and I also don't like to wild card and I don't know exactly who I wanted to get. And, and that was really the problem for me this week is I, I just didn't feel fully confident in, uh, in what Brighton players to pick up. I'm not sure I know any better now, honestly, after, after Saturday's match. And I, you know, I, I just, I felt like there were just a few too many questions for me and, uh, I felt like I could just wait a week or two or later, right. Wait until the thirties possibly. Um, and, and, and do that. And I, I actually think we may have like picked up enough information, um, this week that I feel a little more comfortable doing it. I mean, some of it honestly comes down to just Jason Steele, uh, replacing Sanchez and knowing now <laughs> that you could, that you could build a team that, you know, because Brighton have so many doubles coming up and then you could sort of build a team with a 3.9 million keeper that you mm-hmm. could start for doubles and um, and that will that will, will kind of like allow you to like have, just have a lot more players. Right. It's just like, the, you know, 0.6 million or whatever he is over Sanchez is um, or under Sanchez seems small, but that, that, that kind of stuff is massive. Right. Yeah. Like in terms of what it allows you to do. So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I'm definitely considering we could talk more about that in a minute, but um yeah, I mean, there was, I guess, uh, you know, there was a question from our, our old buddy, uh, Mark Southerns. He said, uh, I noticed you both decided to keep the wild card back when there was a very persuasive argument to play it. Uh, were either of you wrestling with the dilemma and what convinced you to hold tight? So where were you with the wild card? It's interesting that Mark says there was a very persuasive argument, which I, <laughs> I listened to a number of these uh, quote unquote persuasive arguments and I admit I'm not I'm I'm not the smartest guy in the room, and maybe I just didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just like, (laughs) I don't know what's going on. Um, I'm not sure I understand the. uh, I I I understood the logic, but I didn't. It it in no way felt bulletproof to me. I'm I understand when FP the FPL conversation can bubble up around something that is. Hey, hey! I think it's a good idea to captain this person or transfer this person in or out this game week. Yep. Short term is good for that. When this, when a very persuasive argument is relying upon certain thing, certain dominoes to fall in a certain order over the course of a month, that yep. is over over many seasons of experience. How how do so many managers not understand? It's never going to go like that. So yeah. I mean, and, and it's still listen, we're recording this ahead of the uh, Brentford Fulham match. Yeah, Brentford, Tony and the Brentford defense could come through and sort of reassert the dominance of the game week 26 wild carters and then fair play to them. But if that's not the case, I um I just really, uh, I, the upside just felt like um, very sort of like a mirage in the desert and in, in the distance. And I yeah. wasn't seeing it for, for whatever reason. I felt like reason. once, I, yeah, and, and, and it's like I'm sort of wary. I, I think you, you're being a little cautious about this as well. I'm, I'm wary of, you know, it's easy to be very hindsighty, right? And, and now that, now that you know, uh, James Ward-Prowse misses a penalty and Madison gets one point. And Sanchez, as you were saying about the Brighton goalkeeping situation, of course, this is the one week where suddenly Bob Sanchez yeah, exactly, is dropped, exactly. uh, much yeah. like me bringing in a kanji. Yeah. For yeah. the Man- recent Man City double, and Akanji's yep. started every game since, but just yeah. happened to be that double where he only <laughs> played like yeah. twenty minutes. Solly March blanks. 
Um, You know, a lot of people drop Sala to fund Kane, right? Because Kane makes more sense over the next uh, three weeks, certainly. So it's like all of of these various things that you're like, okay, this all all makes sense. Like, I I mean, there there are two other things that I would highlight quickly is the matchups for Brighton and Brentford. I got this wrong where I thought West Ham was going to actually play football yeah against Brighton. With you. I thought West Ham would, would play better as well I, I was shocked it was that one side I mean a 4-0 yeah. yeah West Ham have played reasonable or I don't know reasonable they, they have played reasonably well of late and I was, I everyone, was wants to, for them to get everyone wants to know Josh is David Moyes still in the job as of this recording, <laughs> I, I, I think he's I think he's unfireable now. He's in like a weird. He's in like late period Wenger yeah. stage where he just, and just and and of, and of course uh, Fulham is uh, a great team. I mean they we they very well could struggle in the midfield without Polina, who's out on yellow card suspension. Yeah. But uh, you know, it, I, I feel like that result is is a little tricky to predict. So those two matchups yep. were the key teams. Going in, going into that wild card, and then going into looking ahead to twenty seven, where Brentford and Brighton, yep. and I, I think yep. we were on the same page there, Josh. I think so too, and yeah, I was not. Uh, I, I had no interest in Leicester players, no interest in Southampton players. I mean, Ward Prowse is a fun player to consider, certainly, and he was somebody who I had a moment there. Where I was like, maybe, maybe Gakpo to to Ward Prowse, but it doesn't really make sense when you think about it. I, I was talking to somebody about this uh, a couple of days ago, and it's like when you, when I think of Ward Prowse, I always think about these like you know postage stamp top bins you know uh goals goals, yeah i love top bins and you're always like well that's why i want him because he's this this free kick genius and then you know look at the numbers i mean it's like you know he gets like six a year it's not you know it's not like uh it's not like he's you know an 18 goal scorer you know but then then you're you're basically getting a good luka milivojevic into your fantasy team you kind of are, right? Because and, and, and it's not it's not a totally they don't play the same position, but it's not an unfair comparison because there's really no, like there's aren't a lot of players who can really score for Southampton, right? And so it's not like he can kind of um, he's not he's not setting people up. I mean, it's you know Brighton is actually a little bit different where they they do have a lot of um, a lot of really talented. It's kind of interesting the way they've developed and and mm-hmm. sort of um, I don't know just like the fact that they were able to lose Trossard and it's kind of fine, right? They mm-hmm. picked up. Uh, you know, Matoma, March, and uh, McAllister, right? McAllister had a good match as Evan well. Evan Ferguson so. is being uh, well hailed too. as their new number nine. Looks great. Yep, yeah. super cheap. So I uh-huh. know you, you and I know you love a, a cheap third forward now, Brandon. So maybe uh, <laughs> okay. maybe that's on the table for you. So yeah. I, I, I I'm with you though. I wasn't convinced. It wasn't like I was so in love with all of the players that I had for this game week. But I think I just didn't want to leap because I wasn't convinced either. I. I'm not sure that I am now. What I have got grown increasingly convinced by is that there's some value in just playing the wild card early um, to take advantage. Uh, you know, it's like the later you play the wild card, the less the less impact it has. Obviously, right? I mean, you know, if you wait if you wait too late, you're basically playing a wild card for like a specific game week, right? And if you can play it smartly early on, then you can play it for multiple doubles and and hopefully cover yourself with the blanks and and so. I think 20, 27 holds a little more appeal for me now. Uh, I've heard some people make persuasive arguments for 28. I'm sorry. I don't even want to. I feel like we're going to do the whole podcast right at the start here. So let's. <laughs> but let's. What, let me just ask you before we'll move on and we'll come back to it sure. in the main part of the pod. Um, what do you um, currently think you're going to do with your with your wild card? Are you going to play it soon, later, uh, in the I, 30s? 
I, I have not decided the week. My plan currently okay. is to not play it until a later date. As okay. I look ahead to 27, I only have one doubler. I've already made one of my two free transfers going into 27, and that was Andreas Pereira to Matoma. So I've got him. Okay. Uh, okay. So you got one. Yep. I've got one doubler. Um, right now, my thinking is, is maybe I burn four going into 27, yep. and I free hit in 28. Because if you look okay. at the projections, and and we'll do a hat tip to Ben Krellen on on Twitter, yep. twenty eight will be the biggest blank game week. So if the intention is to play a free hit and a blank, that would be most advantageous to you. Then twenty eight seems optimal. Yep. Then I look at twenty nine. I currently have seven players who do not double in twenty nine. Four of those would be uh, an Arsenal triple up and Erling Holland. Throw Harry Kane in the mix. Those are yeah. five great. I mean, uh, Arsenal play at home at the Emirates against Leeds, uh, who are not great. And then you've got Holland and Kane up front. So it's really just Sam Greenwood, my cheap striker who doesn't mm-hmm. play, and yep. Bueno, who is injured at the moment. I have yep. to figure out how to replace those guys with yep. doublers and if i can do that and uh and if i can do that then i think i feel comfortable playing the bench boost in game week 29 having not wild carded because i 100 percent agree 29 yeah. with the most doubles is going to be the best game week for the rest of the season to play that yeah. bench moves bench boost so where i am at right now is the key to this plan is actually dropping mo sala the guy who lifted me up <laughs> like he was patrick swayze at the end of dirty mm-hmm. dancing and i was yeah. baby whoever she is and uh, um jennifer, and, jennifer gray <laughs> yeah exactly name? Yeah, yeah and and mo has bournemouth in game week 27 followed by a blank and then a kind of a crummy double. So if I want to keep Mo for Bournemouth, that means it really restricts what I can do with the game week 27 double and then I free hit into 20. It, I kind of feel like I have to get rid of Mo, which like, feels bad. This, this game week or next? like This, this like going 29. into 27, yes. Before he plays Bournemouth, <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no move, there's no, there's no yeah. player. I'm not sure there's any two players you could bring in who will net you yeah. more than he might get in that Bournemouth yeah. match. I'm considering captaining him for that. I'm considering <laughs> literally wild carding so that I can have most that I can captain him. So, for oh, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk more about this idea of how you then navigate 28 and 29. Would you free hit in yeah. 28 if you wild carded in 27? There is a way to make it work, I think. And it just, you know, but you, you basically have to, like, there's, you have to give up a couple of players. I think, you know, it's because if you, if you want to hold on to, if you want to hold on to uh, Rashford, which seems advisable, if you want to hold on to um, Mo, right? And in, in, in which case I, w- I would bring him in in that case. And then, uh, and then I suppose Holland, and then that is the big question, which is, you know, is there a way that you could justify dropping Holland, even if temporarily, in order to set yourself up for, for the stretch run there? Because if if you just kind of have Kane instead of Holland for twenty eight, then then Kane can kind of turn into Holland a couple of weeks after that. Their, their prices yes. are close enough, so yeah. so that is something that 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 might happen. I 
I would not recommend that anyone who has Mo Salah, himself included, <laughs> drop him before this point. They're yeah. going to have a week off. I mean, they're they're flying high. He took a shirt off. That's always a good sign. We haven't seen happy shirt off Mo in yeah. in quite a while, and uh, that's that's a good Mo. That is the Mo we all know and uh, fear and and sometimes like if we've captained him that week. So, um, but let's let's you know let's table a little bit of that, Brandon. You know, before we get into some specifics um, for the next part of the pod, I did want to quickly note just just to kind of um, set the table a little bit that we have uh, four teams that play twice in game week twenty seven: uh, Brentford, Brighton. Crystal Palace, poor Crystal Palace, the the forgotten team. Will Zaha almost got in the conversation after he scored that offside goal, mm-hmm. um, and then and then Southampton too, who are, um, I suppose, on a little a little mini run here now. They're playing. I don't know. They beat they beat Leicester. Does that count as a run? I don't no. know. It's, it was a nice. It was a nice. It was a nice win for them. We'll, we'll give him. We'll give him some some credit. <laughs> Let's see. Southampton form table. Can I call it a? Can I call it a run? Let me check I was here. They, I was listening to the two wins uh, and three. Two funny. wins and three. Yeah. Um, I was listening to uh, the BBC six oh six call in show, and a Manchester United fan was in, and uh, he's like, "You know, we've got Southampton next. We can bounce back." And I think it was Robbie Savage who was like, "Yeah, you know, good luck you know, beating Southampton." Sort of like ha ha ha. And the yeah. Manchester fan was Manchester United fan was so like in his own head. He was like, "Yeah, you know, I think we can do it. I think we can beat Southampton." Not really understanding the narrative that Southampton are just objectively terrible this season and yes this this magical run that they seem to be on that you mentioned josh doesn't seem well listen they picked up six points in their last three i'm i'm not sure you're gonna need more than like 29 points to stay up this year so they've you know, they, they may have picked up you know 20 percent of the points they need uh in the last in the last two matches so i don't know i don't know what from down liverpool just beat Man United seven. They, they beat him by a touchdown, Brandon. So I don't know what's what's going on. I did want to briefly go back though to uh, the fact that you have you've dropped Pereira for uh, for Matoma already, and yet you have Pereira in that Fulham match, and that is the rare that it, it, it happens once once every year or two in fantasy, which is you get the farewell game. You get mm-hmm. the you get it's a, the Monday match yeah. for a player that you've already dropped, and it's like yeah. you just sort of get to watch him and and remember it, what was what it was like. It was exactly <laughs> like. Uh, Bobby Firmino announcing this week that he was leaving Liverpool at the summer. And so I have just announced on this podcast Pereira's uh, leaving my yeah. fantasy team. <laughs> and I, I hope he gives me a goal as a parting gift. That would having no chance, uh, no Brentford defense. If yeah. that goal comes from Pereira, it would just be like spectacular. Yeah, I will open. I, I, I promise if Pereira scores, I will open up the nearest window and yell, Hey, New York City. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to record that if you actually do. Um, so that's, that's where we are. It's, it's, it's a very swingy week for sure. And I, you know, I, I, I put out a call for questions on a, a couple on our discord and then on, on, on Twitter as well. And he had the usual mix of, of hardcore strategy and people asking, uh, why in the world we, uh, torture ourselves with, with fantasy. And, uh, you and I have, have both been there, um, on both sides mm-hmm. of that, uh, that Many times. well, yeah, I was gonna say both sides, the good and the bad. I, uh, Oh man, I, that Arsenal match, which is very briefly. Okay, well, then we then we'll get into the other part of the pop. That was. Were you watching that in real time? The end of that Arsenal match. That was I, incredible. I, I I was, and there was, <laughs> there was, you know, there was a twitch in me. Uh, I was like, mm. it moved. Well, I don't know. It yeah. was a corner kick. It, yeah. Anything could happen, and 
uh, the, I remember the first thing I saw after my brain recognized that a goal had been scored. I saw at the top of the screen Martin Odegaard fall on his back with his arms straight up in the air in this just like relief and exultation. And then yeah. I see Saliba, my defender in my fantasy squad, tearing toward the corner flag alone. And I'm kind of <laughs> like, well, what? It, did I miss yeah. something? Was that Saliba? Yeah. Did he touch the ball? I have no idea. <laughs> um, but uh, yes, again, taking fantasy out of it, it was, um, there's a very cynical, uh, sort of rude way to put it. It'd be like, headline is, Arsenal beats worst team in the division at home. Uh, crowd goes sure. wild. But sure. if you if you Not strip out fun. that yeah. aspect yeah. of it, um, <laughs> I mean, when... when um, Aguero did this for Man City to win the title. Who was it against? It was against Queens Park Rangers, who were not yeah, any big point. shakes. Yeah. And um, yep. these, it doesn't matter who the opponent is in these situations. What matters yeah. was that was a truly, truly, truly special moment. Yeah, and Bournemouth have a lot to play for too, right? You know, it's, it's the stakes yeah. are pretty pretty high for them. And um, yeah, I, I thought it was it was just really it was an inspiring match. It was I, I've said this before, uh, and the reason I'm bringing this up at all right now is because there are a bunch of people who are like, ah, like I'm just so annoyed with 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 fantasy and how it's worked out right now. And I, I think that it's what I have said before in this podcast uh, this season, which is that even when the fantasy is bad, the matches have been good. And so fantasy has really been a way to just keep you really engaged with what I, I think has been a really fun season. I almost feel like we're at the, we're, we're far enough along in this now that even if Man City win the title, I think we can call this like a successful and exciting mm -hmm. championship race, right? Because mm -hmm. I mean, Arsenal aren't going to give it up in the next two weeks, right? It's going to like, so even if it happens in the thirties, I think we've, we've had so much fun mm -hmm. with this title race already, you know, especially with these late Arsenal comebacks against Villa and, and Bournemouth now. So Anyway, that that was that was super exciting. Oh, and then I got a Ben White goal, which was uh, what a what yes. a luck box moment that was—a seven pointer from. Uh, Speaking from Mr. of feelings, White. when I saw Ben White coming off the bench, I was like, oh, "Josh is getting a goal here." There's, it's Ben White has you never scored so? for one hundred percent, one hundred percent. That 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 is. Um, that's your life. It does feel like and my, I love it you. It does for feel it. like my fan. My fan. That is my fantasy. Uh, my fantasy luck. There's no doubt about it. All right. Well, um, let's let's take a quick break. I did want to quickly say thank you to uh, Leah, Tom King, and Maddie Safer. Uh, there's new Patreon supporters as of this week. Um, we've had a really nice nice run of new Patreon supporters. We hope it continues uh, throughout the rest of the season. And uh, I think the addition of the Discord has really been helpful as well. Um, and uh, you know, just I think it's been it's it's kind of um, re reshaped our Mm -hmm. our, our engagement with I, I just feel like we've, we're having great conversations on there right now and uh doing extra podcasts each week thank you to friend of the podcast dave for filling in for me on uh, last week's pod and uh yeah yeah so, that was uh, fun yeah yeah Appreciate so if you want to support yeah yeah he's 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 the best a producer of, of course as well um and uh if you want to support the podcast you can go to patreon.com slash always cheating thank you so much to uh, the 500 plus people who do we really really appreciate it um and all right Brian, let's take a break we'll get back and we'll talk about game week 27 we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. All right, Brenner, back. Game week 27 kicks off on Saturday. We've got a nice long week to decide what the heck we're going to do uh, with the doubles, with wildcard. It's really, you know, really is crucial, too, to, to decide this week what you're going to do mm-hmm. for, for game weeks 27, 28, and 29. Yeah. You almost have to yeah. think of them in a, in a set because, you know, in a case like mine, if I don't wildcard or free hit in game week 28, I really have to be very wary of the Brighton players that I bring in, in particular, because right? they don't play mm-hmm. in 28. They blank. Brentford players do play in 28, so you're, you're on a slightly you know, stronger ground there, firmer ground. So the opening question that I have for you, Brandon, is uh, which double game weekers uh, across these four teams do you absolutely want? <laughs> which ones? Who do you want? Yeah, well, I've already brought in Matoma, and you're right to point out that Brighton are are troubling because they have so much good and a little sprinkling of bad. So they (laughs) double in 27 and 29, but they do not play in 28. So it's interesting you say, let's take these three upcoming game weeks as a set. And if you do, in three game weeks, Brighton play four matches. That feels pretty good to me. Um, Yeah. But yeah, compared to Brentford, who also double in 27 and 29, they play in 28. So they have, in three game weeks, five matches. So that standard, Tony just really does feel essential to me. And the at least the fixtures in 27 and 28, Everton, Southampton, both away, but um, really uh, chaotic defenses there. And then home against an equally chaotic defense. Whenever you see Vout face coming for you, Josh, uh, you know, just, (laughs) just... Just feel yeah. confident that you could dribble around him if you. It was had such a to. weird. Well, just that moment the the, the board press pen seven. You're like, oh, maybe Leicester's like, uh, you know, I don't. Know, it's going to re- change the game a little bit. And that's how they just went and scored two minutes later. It was, no it was problem. Fine. Not a big deal. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, 
There was something really exciting watching uh, Brighton uh, just demolish West Ham and to see all of the players who we've been talking about in, in light of these game weeks do really well. Uh, Solly yep. March looked fine, even though he had no yep. fantasy returns. But I, I actually like Brighton's fixtures quite a bit better than Brentford. Yeah. So the, the double in 27 is Leeds and Palace. And then yeah. it's Brentford and Bournemouth in, in 29. And I just feel like the attacking form that Brighton is in, the confidence, that feels so good to me. So kind of attacking, uh, we can sort of dig into the details of Brighton attacking assets if you want. But I feel like it's yeah. Matoma or fill in your favorite player here. And then Tony and then probably a Brentford defender. And I pulled some stats. This has been like a theme of mine recently. Mm-hmm. I just did like a, a simple, basically a basic comparison just of Ben Mee. Stats, just what what came up here? Yeah, yeah. What what did come up? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm just going to give you the the takeaway here, Josh. Okay. Ben Mee, Ethan yep. Pinnock, and Rico Henry. And Ben Mee is just very solid in terms of shots in the box, goals, goals attempts. He's a, he's a center back. But he's comparing yeah. favorably. Rico Henry is your classic attacking fullback, and, and he's creating the big chances where Pinnock and me are not because they're center backs. They're just trying to get a, on the end of them. But yeah. just consistent upside seems to be with uh, the center backs, and Ben Me edges Pinnock, uh, I, I feel. So I guess I'm saying Matoma, me, and Tony. This is not rocket science, right? Where, where have I gone wrong? Well, I, I guess it's just that, uh, I, you know, just that you're a little, um, you're a little light in with Brighton. I guess that would be the only, uh, the only question is whether it's there's something yeah. to be said for being a little more aggressive, uh, maybe taking a minus four and just kind of going for it a little bit, just because yep. it's, you know, it's 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 Leeds uh, who are really struggling at the moment, uh, and the Crystal Palace who are struggling as well, and so it's it's two struggling teams, and and they're it's it's a pretty inform. Brighton side, and so and they're so cheap that you can if you you know if you can if you can fit them into your squad without sacrificing really good players, there's there's an argument for it. I mean, I think even like you know like from I mean I've got Odegaard right now. I I'm not enamored with him. Like to me, like you know dropping Odegaard for one of these. Uh, well, again, this is where it's so tricky. We have to decide <laughs> uh, what you want to do <laughs> for 28 and 29 because Arsenal don't play twice in 29. Uh, they and they play a way to Fulham in twenty seven, which I don't think is an easy fixture. No, right? And no. and so I I think that you could make an argument, but the only problem is they do play in twenty eight. So um, against Palace, and yeah, then they guess, play Leeds yeah. in twenty nine. Yeah, these are yeah, good exactly. fixtures both they at are, home. <laughs> well, certainly I'm not going to drop Saka. Uh, uh-huh. I think I think he, you know, and, and then the, yeah, it's it's sort of funny though as you start to like be like, all right, who can I drop here? Who can yeah, I? Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? To make yeah. these to make these moves, yeah. we can name like ten guys who you definitely want, but and it, and it is it's it's uh, you see that in everyone who wild carded into this week and they dropped Liverpool assets and. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just, it's different in that no one would have predicted this scoreline and the fantasy results against Manchester United. But you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. And so I think um, the, argu- the the thing I'm I'm curious about is what is the argument for wild carding in 28 over over just going ahead and pulling the trigger on, on 27? What is the you know, what what is the real difference or I guess in my case if I waited until 28 I could maybe 
get rid of some, like my two Liverpool players, but then why would I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't necessarily feel like I need Trent right for a way to Man City, a way to Chelsea in game week 29. Um, so um, I kind of just want Mo. That's like the only player I really want. Even, even with Gakpo's brace, I, it sort of feels like it's, I mean, it's kind of the argument that everyone had going to 25. And I just sort of, I, I ignored it in that, in that case. And that actually worked out reasonably well for me. My argument was basically that if I don't go for Mo, I can afford Trent. And, and so I was, I kind of gambled on, on Gakpo and I did, it didn't hurt me too much. Actually, arguably helped probably me. Probably a net um, win. Yeah. Probably a net win. Yeah. And then I've had three, three clean sheets in a row from Trent, uh, no attacking returns kind of weird, somewhat surprisingly, but, um, but I think mean, I think only one bonus point too. Uh, but yeah, I guess I've had what, I think it's like 19 points from Trent in the last, in the last three weeks. And then Gakpo gets the, gets the brace, um, and gaming 28. So, um, where am I going with this, Brandon? I don't know. Just you know, I, I, well, I'm talking you know, really you, tricky to. I, I to think you were out. going down yeah. a fruitful, not a fruitful, an interesting path of talking about the wild card in game week 28, and I, I do yep. think that solves a problem I was talking through at the start of the podcast of how I'm solving my uh, how I want to resolve my team issues without playing the wild card is I would have to get rid of Mo going. Or, or, or Kane or Holland for that matter. Yeah. Uh, at least 28, you get the Bournemouth fixture with Liverpool. It's a weird right. game week to, to wild card game. Week 27, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. And 27, uh, think, you get the Bournemouth. Yeah. 20, 28, the yeah, Liverpool don't play. Yeah. Of course. That's what I'm saying. If you wild card in 28, then you hold, you get to hold your Liverpool assets. Is Okay. So yeah. I'm speaking from somebody who currently has Mo. Yeah. I would get to keep him through 27 and then dump him because I think I agree with what you're saying about the necessity of Liverpool become severely diminished once you get yeah. that 28 blank followed by a really unenticing double with City, yeah. Chelsea, both away fixtures, and then yeah. they do get Arsenal in game week 30. So I think yeah. Liverpool's life really only lasts through the end of 27 for me. Well, I don't mind having Mo for the for the double uh, for the um, you know or or what you do is you you have Mo just for the Bournemouth match and then um, you could drop him for somebody in game week twenty eight uh, maybe it's even like a, a minus four or something like that uh, and then uh, you turn that Mo money. <laughs> Mo, Mo oh, no, money don't do it don't do <laughs> not it not intentional not intentional <laughs> but you could turn. Uh, Sala into uh, Bruno in 29, right? So you sort of get Sala. So in my case, the 27 wild card has more appeal for two specific reasons uh, that I think are somewhat unique to my squad and how things have turned out. One is that I, I kind of aggressively dropped Trippier in game week 25. So I do, I do not... This is a very detailed podcast for us by the way brian this is by our standards there's a lot of a lot of yeah. technical long-term thinking we, we, mm-hmm. we normally our podcast uh, traffics and vibes you know but this is yeah. uh we're we're thinking some big things through here so um normally um so i don't have i don't have trippier because i dropped on game week 25 and i don't have sala for for game week 27 and so i can see how a game week 28 wild card could be more appealing if you weren't in that position, but in my position, it, it, I, I really almost feel like I, I not even trippier for this, uh, you know, for, for this, um, wolves uh, match. Wolves match. Mm-hmm. There's just no I, wolves are not scoring that goal. I mean, they could, that, that match could be 370 minutes long and wolves <laughs> are not going to score in that match. There's just, I do not see it happening. So, uh-huh. 
you know, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know if you saw any of the, I watched it I mean, on, a, on a second screen because yep, uh, I had Kane and that was, that was just a really low quality match. I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy for Troy Eric cause I just always liked him and I was glad to see him score the goal. Classic kind of goofy Troy Eric goal, but like, Hey, good, good, good for Anything him. works with that guy. <laughs> I, I, and I'm, yeah. I'm here for it for sure. Uh, yeah. and yeah, I mean, but Wendy, uh, Bueno being injured really does uh, screw up my my planning Me in too. some major ways. <laughs> but bueno, like the, bueno, the least the yeah. cheapest, least consequential yeah. guy in your team, and suddenly and there's a like a it's like a a butterfly flapping its wings. Yes, Bueno being injured and dropping Trippier over Shaw were the two were the two things that really killed mm-hmm. my like just just fade everything strategy. And so mm-hmm. I think that if I can wildcard now and get a team that I like for 27, that I think that where I'm reasonably covered for 28 as well, right? Where maybe I only have, you know, maybe I have to make one transfer or even take a minus four to get 11 for 28. And then it sets me up really nicely for a, for a, for 29 and to really tackle that with a bench boost. And then I still have a free hit in hand uh, for the rest of the season. That feels like, just an aggressive style of play that I think is kind of in line with the way that I like to approach FPL in general, right? Which is that I just sort of, it's like, that feels like a way for me to target 27, a way for me to target 29, and then still leave one more chip in the holster, you know, for, um, for either 32 or or I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to talk a little bit more about 28 and how you play a 27 wild card and not, you know, I you said you could play a free transfer going into twenty eight, but would you plan to have a full eleven for that game week? I can't well, imagine I, you would because you'd be you couldn't bring in Liverpool. You couldn't have Holland plus Liverpool keep Rashford and then double yeah. on Brighton assets. I probably you'd, you'd have to. I probably have to drop Holland. That would be the one, the only way it really probably mm-hmm. works. Which is, uh, you know, that's fun. That's a fun. It is spot what it to is, be. man. Yeah, I already dropped Trippier and it was fine. You know, I don't know. It's like, it, this is like, this is like, you know, it's like chess, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I dropped, I dropped Trippier in 25 and I, I gained rank, you know, it's sort of like, you have to sacrifice your pieces sometimes in order to, mm-hmm. in order to, to keep moving forward. And, um, and you know, that's just, that's just part of the game. And, and, and I think that Holland will probably not be a over a hundred percent effective ownership player. Mm-hmm. Until you get to probably game week thirty, mm-hmm. in which point it becomes incredibly essential <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. because they play because uh, they play Southampton in thirty and then Leicester in thirty one. So yeah. this is the only problem with dropping with dropping Holland is that you basically need to be totally absolutely ready to to bring him back in. But listen, every player in fantasy, even the most absolutely expensive players in fantasy, which Holland weirdly isn't still. Um I mean he's up there, but he's not like I think he's the third or fourth most expensive. Um every player can be brought back in a, with a minus 4. It's it's always possible, right? And so it's never it's never as as dire as it seems. Um you know, you lose a little bit of team value, but you know, I was looking at mine. My team value is terrible. I I'm at like 101.9, <laughs> oh, no. but I'm I'm at I'm at, but I'm at a Eleven thousand in the world, right? It's like I'm sacrificing team value for points, and like that. This is when you do it. You know, you, you rack up the team value in game weeks one through fifteen or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you cash in that capital later on in order to to get a team that's better for you know for the stretch run. So no, I don't put know. The I don't, Freakonomics and FPL. I like this. 
exactly. This is Josh's philosophy corner. All right. Well, let's let's get on to uh, a couple other questions. I mean, uh, question number two, Brandon, is that you know, Man United host Southampton, Liverpool play Bournemouth. Are we definitely captaining a double game weaker for this this week? I mean, geez, an angry Marcus Rashford at home uh, to Southampton. Uh, I mean, you have to imagine the Man United are going to come out like a house on fire in that match, right? I mean, Holland is my captain on my bus team right now. Um, yeah. I, I ended up ca- captaining Holland in game week 26 as well. Yeah. And it, it seemed like an interesting opportunity. Four, right? Yeah. 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 It, it, it won out over the socket captain. It's just, just yep. barely. It's a Pyrrhic victory. Uh, shout yeah. out to Danny Bean, our friend, who actually captained Sala this week, like the complete That's crazy person that he is. Yeah. just kind of he picked amazing. Up, he he like <laughs> topped everyone in our mini league by like 40 points. It was incredible. Good, yeah, good for him. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you on 27. There's, it's, you could make a case for everybody. I guess uh, we, we've already discussed how the Fulham away for Arsenal is is just tricky enough that it, it, it takes them out of the captaincy pool. Yeah. Harry Kane playing at home to Nottingham Forest. Now Spurs are like in pretty bad form at the moment, but that's generally away. Away form is, is where they're really hurting. I yeah. hope I, I would expect that their home support could lift them up a bit. Yeah, I think it's kind of between Mo, Kane, and Holland, and I haven't even mentioned a player like Matoma or even Ivan yep. Tony. So you brought in Tony in twenty six. Uh, I don't even know yet. He hasn't played. It's like uh, I hope he he's got all he has to do is score more than twelve points uh, for the uh-huh. Darwin that I dropped, and I'll feel great about it. Uh, I know some, I, I complained about that. <laughs> I always be complaining, but I was just like, ah, I just need like three goals from him tomorrow to feel yeah. good about that move. And so I was like, sure. oh, you got Gakpo. Why are you complaining? I'm like, this is just, no we one want thinks it all. this way. Yeah, yeah. I want it all. It's like, I want, every, <laughs> want everything to go well. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> Am I trying to like impress with my good manners, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. This is, this is how the game is. There's, you always want more. And that's, that's why, you know, just look at the most, uh, I think Roy Keane was like, no, this is what I have now is good enough. Nah, that yeah. guy's a real jerk, yeah. and he's successful yeah. because of it. You're the you're Lou, the Roy Lou, Keane of, of, of F, F, FPL. Yeah, Lou Reed. You know, that's what I want. <laughs> that's go. what I want to be. We all want to be Lou Reed, though. You know, yeah. it's like, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't put myself. Everybody in the who saw Josh's FPL team. Uh, started an FPL team of their own. Isn't that the way yeah, the only, saying goes? Only a thousand people listen to the first episode of this podcast, but they all... <laughs> they all started their own fantasy podcast. their own fantasy podcast. I think they're all, they're all wonderful picks. Uh, I think that... Um, I, I think that li- the Liverpool-Bournemouth match is the one that really... Um, you know, the only problem with it is uh, it's the opening match for game week 27. So if you captain... Sala, which is a very reasonable thing to do for game week 27, and he blanks. You have to go through Saturday, Sunday, wait two days, and Monday, mm-hmm. and just and just wait those five days to see if he can do it. I, I think that I think that going with uh, a Matoma or McAllister, Sully March, I, I I don't know. I just can't get there with him. I mean, it's just all of these many many years where he wasn't a great fantasy asset. I can't like I can't. Maybe I, you know, if I if I if I were a pure stats player, I'm sure I could get there. But mm-hmm. for me, it's like I I still really struggle to see him and think, oh, this guy's like fantasy yeah. gold. It's just hard for me to do that. I'm sure somebody's going to mention it, but Liverpool do have a, a, I guess you 
is it important an important Champions League match? They're down what, like Three four goals, goals uh, against Real Madrid. Yeah. They play away yeah. uh, the Wednesday following the Saturday Premier League yep. kickoff against Bournemouth. Yep. Now that's plenty of time. Saturday to Wednesday is about as good as it gets for a European turnaround time. Yeah. Um, and I think Mo is uh, he just never gets dropped. And yeah. then you start to get into these funky discussions of Firmino and Jota. Do they get starts? Um, it just does make Mo that much more appealing because he is mm-hmm. um, really rotation proof as as much as one yeah. could be. Yeah, I would love to see um, Tony come out uh, tomorrow and just play unbelievably well, right? Mm-hmm. And be like sort of because he's really angry. I guess all the all the FA Cup stuff leaked, right? So, um, uh, you know, I, I can imagine, remember like the when, FA um, charges, I, I, I don't think the FA, the FA, the cup, FA, uh, yeah. FA charges. Yeah. You he know, was, you know he was I mean. a pissed you know about I mean? how the, the yeah. draw went for the, the quarterfinals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he was, you know, it's, it's a little bit like when, um, well, he got mad. I mean, he, he scored a brace, uh, I think it was after the world cup, right. When he, when he, yeah. he didn't make the team. And yeah. I think that, um, you know, it's like, I remember Jamie Vardy won that great run after the whole, uh, Colleen Rooney, Rebecca Vardy incident. And, you know, an angry forward is a beautiful thing in Mm -hmm. fantasy. And so, uh, you know, so if he, if he comes out and plays super well in the, uh, in that opening match, I I could certainly make a case. My only wish is that Brentford played one of their two matches in the double game week at home because Brentford at home are remarkably good. And um, they're, and they're both, those are both away matches. So you earlier mentioned, you know, trio and and you, you talked about the defenders and that I guess is the one thing is I'd be, I haven't really looked at this too closely. I mean, some of this is just how, how I, kind of remember if it, if it feels to me like Brentford are a much stronger team at home and on the road. Yes. So uh, or away, as they say in the UK, we say the road you here in the U S Brandon, as, as you know, we hit Jack the open Kerouac. road, like, like yeah. Willie Nelson and Jack mm-hmm. Kerouac. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I think that, um, that is the only thing, but I mean, Brentford play Everton and Southampton. Those are not good teams, Brandon. <laughs> I, you and me, like in many others, I, I, I know, but I, the, <laughs> many people maybe, are saying, Maybe the craziest thing about this whole weekend was the fact that uh, I got lucky to get zero points from Tarkovsky because that that could have been a what? minus one from uh, from Luke Shaw. Well, it could yes, and also it could have been worse from Tarkovsky. He was just like running around that pitch like a madman. I yeah, do, do yeah. not understand what was going through his mind. Which, I mean, I think the answer is is nothing, just an empty void. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you be Luke, so mean sometimes. I, you know, listen. When I've got an axe to grind, um, mm-hmm. we're grinding. Uh, Luke Shaw just seemed like I don't know. He was playing behind Marcus Rashford and Bruno Fernandez, who were having appalling games, and he was yeah. cleaning up so much crap. Yeah. Uh, and he was getting drawn into some. Yeah. Anyway, just like a bad week for defenders. Very bad. Yeah. Game yeah, week twenty six. Yeah, ju- yeah, yeah. I, except for uh, Ben White, my beloved, uh, my beloved. Enough with uh, the Ben White. Let's move on. Converted right back. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay. So we talked about wild cards already. There was a question from FPL Conte about the best uh, wild card in free weeks for game week twenty six. I, I think. I think it really is. I, maybe in some ways we talked about it, but I, I think. This is not the the fun answer, but I do think it's it's slightly team dependent, and I think it, it does depend a little bit. Like in your in your case, where you already where you still have Trippier and you and you have Salah, 
I think it's it makes a lot of sense for you to wait one more week. I think you should be a little more aggressive going to twenty seven and, and and consider burning four. Oh, get, I'm I'm definitely know. burning four. Yes, and okay. I oh okay. It's okay. going to step on what you're saying there. I think the question is if I go minus eight, and that will largely come down to who I end up dropping, whether it's. Yeah, you know, you're very, you're definitely talking me off of the Mo ledge here. Um, yeah, and Holland weirdly becomes uh, the one in my sights. But if you know, I, yeah. I haven't fully worked through it, but you're right, it, it is. If, if you have certain key assets, you can work around it. And as I said, I'm kind of, I'm thinking free hit in 28, and yeah, and there is a power, I believe, to a bench boost, even if you uh, are going to be playing. Um, I think you know five I, five know, or six single game weekers. I think if you find yourself in a minus eight territory, you have to really consider whether it makes sense just to, just to pull the wild card trigger now because yeah. you know you could probably set yourself up with a team that you don't hate mm-hmm. for uh, for game week twenty eight that wouldn't require you to free hit, and then you probably would be a little better set up for twenty nine as well. You know, so yeah, that's um, the just broad, whether, whether the, yeah. It's the big picture fantasy strategy talk. The one that I I sometimes struggle with is becoming passive you you you're mm. like i've got a squad full of good players who i like they've yep. done good things with me just yep. gonna sit with them and then suddenly you find yourself without a particular player or you find yourself yep. like the danger i'm in is i just keep putting off the wild card without any plan of right when right, else right. Am I I think that's right it? and yeah. then suddenly it's like game week 34 and i'm kind of like well i guess i'll play it now and there's no <laughs> there's no real there's not yeah. as big of an upside there so i understand that point of that's view. how i felt a little bit that's how i felt a little bit going to this week too where i was like i i, I think I, I even said this somewhere but i was like i i just kind of liked my team this week i thought it mm-hmm. looked fine i just didn't it just didn't feel i liked my trio of Arsenal players, I did think Ben White would start I, just because... Um, Why does it? Tommy also was... Uh, sorry, I'm being he, so like, negative. He never plays he, well, right? He <laughs> was bad. He was really he bad. Was, I know. He was kind of good last year, but it feels like now it's like he's... You can see why they think he, you know, he's a little more... His tendencies are to be a little more aggressive, right? You can see like he, he wants, he, he's a little more natural in the box than, than white is. Mm-hmm. Um, although it's almost like white got like, got the message or something like that. Cause like, yeah, it was like right. a, a Ben white transformed, uh, after that. So anyway, all right. So let's, let's move on to a couple of listener questions, Brandon. Um, Z says, how many doublers are enough for game week 27? So we, we talked a little bit about how many we absolutely want, but enough, of course it's a, it's a hard question to answer, but what yeah. what would you be comfortable with going into 27? How many players? Four feels right to me, okay. considering, okay. you know, we're there are four teams doubling, but we're really only bullish on two in Brentford and yeah. Brighton. And, and yeah. that feels like going going triple on, particularly on Brighton, who blank in 28, just feels like you're going to yeah. be upsetting some sort of balance in your squad structure. Yeah, I think four sounds about right to me as well. And that could be... Depending on how you're how you're set up, it could be three Brighton um, or the thing about having three Brighton is that they don't play in 28, but you do have transfers, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna have a transfer sure. between 20, 27 um, and twenty eight, and you know you could burn four. That's not gonna hurt you that much either. And so you could go from two to one or, or three to three to two or whatever. And it wouldn't, you know, especially if one of those three. And this is again, it sounds like a joke almost, but the fact that Steel is now probably pretty safely <laughs> the starting keeper for Brighton really Do makes things think easier so? because well that's that's the comments that came up with the manager is basically like 
he's my style of keeper. Mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, and so that's, I like, he's uh, basically like, he's my guy is what he mm-hmm. came out and said. And this is, this is very similar to me with, um, with Potter and Keppa, right. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, really Keppa. And then it's, he's like, I just, his, his play suits my style. And then yeah. suddenly you're like, okay, great. And so I feel reasonably confident in that. And so if you think of it that way and, and you, and you can do it on a wild card, or maybe even in your case, you could do it with transfers. If you bring in, um, steel as like a super cheap keeper, then he could be your backup keeper, right? For for like for twenty eight, mm. right? And then and then you could just you could actually keep Keppa because the Keppa has a good twenty eight fixture, any doubles in twenty nine, and so then you could bench boost with Steel and Keppa in 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 twenty nine, which I think is has some appeal. So. Um, I know it's like, you wouldn't think like a 3.9 million keeper would completely upend my strategy, but it kind of does. Like it sort of of opens up, Mm -hmm. uh, some possibilities, some possibilities actually, Brandon, if you're, uh, if that's what you're into, but it's just like, you're, you're going to get rid of Danny Ward, who also doubles in 29. Ward sucks. Ward's not going to get you anything. I'm sorry. He lucked into a penalty save with a terrible, (laughs) a terrible uh, kick. All right. I'm contagious. Apparently I'm contagious. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Yeah. You got, now you got me talking negatively. He does though he sucks. Uh, all right. Um, so yeah, I think roughly four in some combination. Mm-hmm. That feels that feels like plenty. Um, and I think it's four is also I think a good number because all those four that you bring in are four who will, assuming you keep them in your squad, uh, double in twenty nine as well. Um, so you could you could kind of do like a little like like a little one in one out. I think with one of the if you kept enough money in the bank with one of your. Um, uh, Brighton midfielders, you could you could move to someone like um, um, Almiron for twenty eight, right? And then and then either keep him or, or move uh, move to a move back to a, a Brighton uh, mid for twenty nine as well. So there's there are some some options there. I think that that make like a little bit of sense. Um, Pat R says, how should we weigh the single game week players? Many people are on top teams playing weak competition versus the double game weekers. For instance, I'm Wayne playing McAllister versus someone like Odegaard, Martinelli, or the Gak attack. Talked about this a little bit already. I would feel fine moving Gakpo or um, or or Odegaard. Honestly, I mean, I thought Odegaard played okay. He played okay in the bright match, but again, it's he's got the deep line. It's a little bit like Bruno. Honestly, it's like you sort of you can get these massive game weeks, but then you get, you, you, there's a lot of twos and threes interspersed mm-hmm. in there as well. Right. Like it's, sure. yeah, it's tricky. And you have to understand that in this situation that we're in with the next few game weeks is you're not being asked to make a judgment of, okay, Solly March is a better player than Martin Odegaard. You're not saying that with the, a transfer like that. You're just saying this is, this is a better situation for my fantasy team. It, it's not yeah, real life. Exactly. So, yeah, don't so, find yourself backing yourself into this corner of, like, I can't admit that March is a better player than Odegaard. It's not, yeah, that's not the choice you're that making. Sometimes. Yeah. That's, a good, that's, a good, that's a good point. Uh, even I struggle with that sometimes. I, I mentioned before I have a kind of block around Sally March, which is hard for me to see him as a, as a real fantasy player. Um, so... Yeah, I think I th- yeah I, I think you I think we kind of answered that one. Um, uh, Crazy wisdom says if you still have your wild card and your I think we covered this already. Sorry, Brandon. I'm like uh, I, I got to clean up this running order as we go. We're you know we're just we've been mess. so we've been so efficient. 
you know, so so good yes. on this week's yes. pod that we've covered really, yes. uh, a lot of these questions already. Gagpo-esque, uh, uh, the way we've attacked this uh, running order here today. I, I've got two more I want to handle, though, on this week's pod, Brandon. Okay. Uh, yeah. First one, we did we discussed it a little bit already, but I want to I get your real honest opinion on whether you think this is a viable question, which is from <laughs> FBL Rabbi, friend of the pod. And he says, uh, if you're having a hard time moving up in your ranks, right? This is a crucial mm-hmm. qualifier. Um, although maybe that, that, that I give away my hand here a little bit, but he says, if you're having a hard time moving up the ranks, how crazy is it to ditch Holland in game week 28 for a Watkins, Oliver Watkins to free up funds for a Liverpool double up in game week 29 for your bench boost? I mean, okay, fine. We, you know, I guess we do have to talk about Holland a yeah. bit, you know, the, the last five game weeks, four, six, two, ten, four. Actually, go back six game weeks. You're missing another two. Uh, City are just such a strange team. He's only had one double-digit return since game week 17. City are in just such a strange place. Holland, uh, another another appointee to Brandon's insane 11 from this weekend. Uh, he, when he just, I felt like I was up on a Holland five pointer, even before any other matches were played. I was like, Mm -hmm. I can deal with this Holland capped five points. And then he comes running halfway across the field just to scream in somebody's face for (laughs) no Dan Byrne or something like this. And I just, and I was screaming at, I was like, it was like a MC Escher of just like many other people screaming as you zoomed out. Uh, you know, Holland was screaming at Burn. I was in my living room screaming at the TV where Holland was. My wife was in the other room screaming at me, telling me to shut up. And then, um, <laughs> and then the yellow was brandished. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, you had I'm, to think you were getting smoked, right? When when you get out of that match from four from Holland, and then Saka's playing Bournemouth at home, yeah. you must be like, I'm just. I, I, it's gonna be hard to even watch this match, right? I felt like I had scored a two point conversion in that point. Uh, because mm-hmm. I knew Saka was going to have to do something to match four, because mm-hmm. he, Saka just couldn't. Uh, it, prior to the assist, uh, Saka could have just held on for three, the clean sheet point, and he would have yeah. beaten the Holland captaincy. So it was like right. I scored a two point conversion. It was a strategic win, but not, didn't guarantee victory. But yeah, yeah, I was not feeling great uh, going yeah. into the Bournemouth match. I think the problem with Holland is. You just never know when the 17-pointer is coming. And even if he's not going to be widely captain, he's going to be very, very widely owned. And so if he pulls out a 17-pointer, which is, I mean, he's got a, he's got some, he might have a 30-pointer in his locker, Brandon. It would not be impossible to imagine a match where Holland scored five goals. Uh, what would that sure. be? Five times four is twenty. Plus two. Plus three, plus. He, he needed more than that, right? He, yeah, plus <laughs> he three bonus. The six bagger. Even then, I think he's only at 29. <laughs> Jeez, like, he needs seven goals. Do I think Holland has seven goals in him? I don't know. Liverpool strong. can do it. Why can't Holland? <laughs> Why can't Holland? That's true. I guess I could see like five goals and two assists or something like that. That's okay. not really how Man City are playing right now, though. It's not. But but again, it's just so easy for him because he's, um, he's tall and strong and the whole squad is kind of built around getting chances for him so uh of course of course he can do that so i would ideally not drop holland that is i would try to find a way to to get around that is there a way to wild card in mosala i mean harry the, the problem is is kane really 
and and Kane is uh, on this Liverpool or, or I mean our Spurs are in this really poor run at the moment. Um, I really want I, I just I just don't want Kane at the moment. I even though he's been so great for my team, he's like a player that I really would enjoy dropping. However, I cannot drop him before Forest at home and Southampton away. You'd be Those crazy. are not matches. Yeah. It it just doesn't seem advisable because. Uh, <laughs> The, it's just not. I mean, there are going to be goals in those in those matches for sure. I mean, even even Spurs not in great form. You feel mm-hmm. like they're going to be able to put a couple past Forest at home and, yes. and Southampton yes. away. Mm-hmm. So Everton away in thirty or in twenty nine. Yeah, that's fine. I can drop him for that. I don't need him for that one. So then then what is the plan if I if I keep him for twenty seven and twenty eight? This is why I initially really like the idea of wild carding in twenty nine and just and just yeah. And then the idea was basically that a wild card in twenty nine because you could sort of evo- like just evade some of the earlier questions, like you know, mm-hmm. basically like not worry as much about the twenty seven uh, double. Mm-hmm. You could really drill down and and get some players from like you know like West Ham play Southampton in Newcastle at home, and uh, I mean which I don't know now at this at the moment I really can't imagine having anybody from West Ham, but you know in theory that is that is a possibility. <laughs> It'd be easier to triple up on on Newcastle. I, I hate um, West Ham right now so much. So, yeah. Just They're like that out there. they should be more fun. That, <laughs> I, I think I I don't hate them, but I do. Th- they're like oddly boring this season, which I feel like they shouldn't be. Like it feels no. like there's enough interesting players on that team that they should not yes. be yes. boring. And I, yes. th- I think that would be my complaint. Um, but yeah, you could triple up Man United. It'd be easier to triple up on. I mean, I, you probably wouldn't want to triple up Liverpool because they play Ben City and Chelsea away, but. I don't know. There's just some. There's just some possibilities for for mm-hmm. squad. You know, mm-hmm. Chelsea. You know, Potter gets sacked. Then maybe uh, there's like a little bounce that you could you could take advantage of. And because they 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 have a decent double. They play Villa and, and Liverpool at home in in 29. So anyway, uh, I think that I just have to. Maybe it's possible. I mean, the thing is that's nice about Brentford and Brighton players is they're so cheap that it's not like it, it's not incredibly hard to build a team that has some of these players. Um, you know, if I just drop Trent and mm-hmm. Gakpo and Odegaard, I probably freed up enough money to have kind of all the, all the players that I would, that I would want. So yes. I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a possibility. Okay. Hit us with the last question here. Okay. The last question comes from old finger. I think mm. that's a real Is name. Is that like Brandon? a James A-U- Bond play? Old finger. I've heard of old long old finger. Old finger. Is it old long? Old long. You know. You know the song. Old Lang Syne. Old. Yeah. Old Lang Syne. Yeah. What did I say? Old Lang Sing. <laughs> you know. I get out of this podcast. I can barely talk. So uh, anyway, Old Finger says, uh, "Didn't get targeted. Free hit twenty nine. Can outscore." Again, this is you and I are just really in a we're we're in chip territory here, Brandon. <laughs> Shaky oh ground for us. Yeah. It's not shaky ground exactly, but it's I I struggle with it a little bit because uh, I don't have that. There's a kind of personality that can do like I mean I'll, I'll give credit. The Planet FPL guys are good at this, right? Like, and there's yeah. a kind of personality that can be like this is the optimal strategy, uh, and here's how you should do it. And when I hear people talk about chips, I'm like, well, you know, it's like my voice goes <laughs> up two octaves. It's like, well, there's you know, it, it, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this, you could do this. Yeah. It's very team dependent, mm-hmm. and it kind of depends on whether you want to do this and that. And it's like I it spins off in like a thousand different directions for me. And so, mm-hmm. and I, and I really, I don't have a lot of, um, in general, the kind of conventional approach is not, is, is I'm like kind of instinctively wary of it, you know, whereas I think, um, there's something, there's something appealing about somebody just being like, this is really the way to go. This is kind of the optimal way to play. 
It's very easy for these other content creators, Josh, to give give out fishing poles and fish to all these FPL managers. We're here to teach you how to fish. So you can go <laughs> out there. Right. So you can that's go right. there and win. <laughs> yeah. So, we want this know. pod to feel like homework, <laughs> ideally. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get back to Old Finger and his question here. Mm, um, please. They say, do you think a targeted free hit 29 can outscore a bench boost 29 given the freedom to, this is actually what we were just talking about a second ago, given the freedom to include as it's highly unlikely to appear in wild card 26 oh drafts on account of their respective blanks in game week 28. So I think, I think it's possible that a free hit 29 could outscore a bench boost. It's very possible. Mm-hmm. However... Mm-hmm. You have to think about the team that you're going back to after that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what are you what is your team going to look like? It, it does it make sense just to bench boost 29 and then just give yourself players that you're actually going to want to have down the yeah. road, you know? I think that's that's one thing to consider. Yeah, this was my thought uh on Thursday night when I was recording the podcast with Dave and I was thinking free hit in 29 because I felt like well this is just the simplest most elegant solution. 29 right. is is a very customizable, lots of doubles, and yep, and yep. let's just go bespoke. Yep. yep. And uh, then the understanding is, how do you play 28? 28 is just, the blanks there are so poorly timed yep. in the schedule and, and yes. makes this really tricky to navigate. So I just feel like the free hit makes imminently more sense. Is that even, did he even use that word correctly? In 28. Yes. So that's, that's my strong feeling however yes with everything we've just said if you're if you've wild carded in 26 or wild carding in 27 or even in 28 then the free yep. hit would not be necessary so the way yeah. i'm gonna the fish i'm gonna give you listener is if you're not wild carding pre-29 free hit in 28 if you are yep. wild carding pre-29 uh free hit uh, at a later date possibly game week 32 when that will be the next round of yep. blanks I think that's right. I think you could do a wild card in 27, free hit in 28, bench boost in 29, but I just don't think it's necessary. You know, I think you might as well just wild card into a team that can that can reasonably get you there with 28. It's not like 28 is such a amazing game week that it's necessarily worth uh, a free hit unless unless you've just unless you've completely cracked it, right? Where you're mm-hmm. like the only way that I can put together a team I like in 27, 29 is if I have like three players who play, you know, in 28. It's like the only thing that makes sense for me. And if that's the case, fair enough. But like, you know, I mean, I just think it, I don't know. I mean, I think because players, uh, because people like Brentford play twice in, in 29, I think it's, it's, it's fairly straightforward, I think, to, and, and you know, Newcastle, I think, our, our team that, that you could um, play 27, 28, and 29. And so I think that that's sort of where I am uh, with it. But I, I, th- I think your argument for 28 makes a lot of sense, too. And that's actually where I was a couple of days ago. It's just over the weekend is yeah. when I started to talk myself into an earlier wild card. Yeah, when I, when I start looking at what I'm doing with my team with a minus 8 for 27, I'm going to have a real come-to-Jesus moment with... The wild card. You're, I mean, you're. All right. Well, they we're both gonna. We're both gonna be on. Brandon maybe, and Josh are gonna be maybe. on wild card. Let's maybe. let's see. Oh, no, I just said on wild card. I'm just trying to talk like you. I'm dropping my articles. Uh, <laughs> on a wild card. Uh, next right. thing you know, you're gonna be uh, going to hospital uh, or <laughs> going uh, to hospital. doing your maths <laughs> or something like this. All right. Well, let's let's wrap this this pod up because I've got to go to toilet. Um, all right. Well, thanks to everyone uh, for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with a Patreon pod. It's going to be a big one. It's a it's a the next 
the next few days, honestly, are, are I'm I'm kind of looking forward to it. one nice thing. That, one thing that is nice, Brandon, is that mm. we at least now that we have these FA Cup matches done, we do have a little more of a, of a roadmap. And after 32, I, I believe those are the final blanks that we'll have this season. So we're we're getting close to the final blanks. The blanks are really the biggest problem, right? Doubles you yeah. can sort of target as you want, but blanks tend to require a little more. Um, you got to like make sure you're, you know, kind of covered for those. Um, and so I, it feels like we're, we're going to like once 29 is over, I think we're going to be in a slightly simpler place down the stretch. Very similar to how kind of pre 2020 FPL felt, right. Which yeah. is handful of doubles, a lot of, a lot of blank, you know, I mean, or a lot of normal game weeks otherwise. And I think that'll, that'll really um, kind of even things out, I think, for the stretcher. I think most people will play their chips, too, by the time like 32 or 34 rolls around. So um, it's really going to be like a fun home stretch for everybody. Well articulated, Joshua. And if you like that and you like what we did this podcast, and you want to say thanks and get more FPL content in return, please visit us at patreon.com slash always cheating where you can support what we do. We're going to be doing that Thursday night podcast that Josh mentioned for our supporters. It's going to be a wild one. We'll be all over our Discord with lots of strategy chat. There are many other benefits, including uh, uh, swag at the higher tiers. Check it out. Again, patreon.com slash always cheating. As always, we like to thank our producers, Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, the big gaffer, Bob's Coon, James Holland, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazarus, Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Vulgar Paulson Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shalin F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul, Paul Herzig, Heath Cram, Roberto Morals, Thomas Tislov, and Noah and Louise. Rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. We're getting more subscribers every day. It's just audio content for now. But we know you you love it. You know it. You love it. People go to YouTube all the time, don't they, Josh? It's like the most you popular do. search yeah. engine on the planet. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I it feels like it's cheating now because you know, Google like is kind of like I mean, it's the same thing. Google own YouTube. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like it's kind of you know it's either way. So yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Follow us on social media if if that's your thing. All this information and more is at alwayscheating Come, I feel like I feel happy with the ground we covered there, Josh. It feels me loud. too. It was a good summary. Yeah, me, I think anyway. we. Yeah, I feel like you and I sorted our thoughts out in real time, which is honestly not a style we always do on this podcast. But it was sort of fun to uh, to do that. And I think I think I think maybe you know if there's like a final takeaway here, it's that it's um, it is tricky, and I I think the tone is. I don't think you and I were. It's funny because usually when it's this when it's this tricky, we can get a little like stressed out about it but I, I i'm finding it sort of invigorating i'm not sure why mm-hmm. it, it just it's so unique i'm a little stressed all these it's a, a little stress but you know i think it's uh i, I it just feels like uh it's engaged i feel very engaged yes, with the game right, right now that's and right. uh, there's a lot of challenges but they're, they're sort of fun to try to tackle and, and solve all right well let's sign off josh uh it's been a while since i said hello to our good friend poku so it's a poku forever for me yeah. any last words josh no, people still send us some Alexander Sorloth uh, updates mm. too, but he's still still kicking around. I think he's at he like Kelta Vigo now or something like that. I think he's in La Liga. So what a uh, hail hail Sorloth wherever you are, and Sam Bokes too, Brandon. The whole the whole crew. <laughs> and Bacani, we <laughs> love you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do. All right, bye.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.